What's up, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Average Legend, aka Ty Dynamite, and welcome back to another episode of the Diamond Dozen Podcast. <sighs> Let me just say it's really good to be back. Now, normally it's just me, but today I have a very special co-host. He goes by the name of Memphis and Mitty. Please say what's up. What's up, What's going on, man? <laughs> What's going on, good people? My name is Memphis Amity, uh, otherwise known by Christian. Uh, you can find me at anchor.fm forward slash Memphis Amity with the Mage Cast. I'm so happy to be with you right now, man. What's going on tonight? Oh, uh, man. Today is going to be a very special episode because normally I don't also... It's, well, it's just it's 2019, man. We, we made it. True. Like, so many years you know like <laughs> so i figured why not do something a little special i really just wanted to get on this anime scene for like a little bit just because I, I just 2019 is gonna be a good year for anime i think and also 2018 was really good even though there was a lot of shows i missed even those seemed pretty good so i figured why not just go ahead and talk about it a little bit you know yeah let's talk about it we got a list man where's the list yeah uh, I got it up here. Uh, you want to get started? Yeah. So here's how we're doing this. So I think we dubbed this the most honorable mentions of 2018. Is that right? Is that what we're going with? Pretty much. Like. <laughs> so this is it's a hodgepodge of, of different shows that Ty and I have watched on here as far as like, because you have everybody that goes through and they do their best list of 2018 or really just shows that people have enjoyed in general. But if you're like me, and if you're like Mr. Average Legend over here, you yep, don't yep, get yep. a lot of time <laughs> to like watch shows. So you're, like, you're watching stuff six, seven months after it came out. Of course, man. It's time is... We already got cartoons of like just in America to watch nowadays with Young Justice coming out. So it's like, man, we only got so much time. Mm-hmm. But... We watch what we watch, man. That's true. So we're we're starting out with some classics. Uh, pretty sure you want to start on Yu Yu Hakusho, which is cool. That's a classic. Everybody loves that one. Uh, coming up after that, we've got 91 Days, which is a great gangster anime. Definitely worth a mention. Anime of, of the year 2017. My man finally got around to watching Made in Abyss. Um, yes, yes. One of my personal favorites isn't wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon. We're going to be mentioning that a little bit of the light novel and how the anime's doing. Uh, Violet Evergarden, that's a Netflix show. Devil Man Cryberry became out at the beginning of 2018. We're going to mention those along with a couple other notable mentions on here. Some of the crowd favorites, we're going to pick up a little bit on Goblin Slayer, My Hero Academia. Darling and the Franks, we're going to dabble a little bit in that, and then some kind of like off topic shows like Ruby and Megalobox. So, yeah. Of course. Yeah, it's going to be a good show. It's going to be a good show. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, let's get it started with the classic, of course, Yu Hakusho. Um, so, what's. Well, I know I've watched this probably like more than you have uh, in this last year or so, obviously. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. Why, why don't you just tell uh, the people a little bit about your experience with Yu Yu Hakusho? So my experience with Yu Yu Show, I was about 13 or 14 years old when I finally actually saw the show. Um, we've got Bushihiro Tokushi that actually brought the show to life on here. He came through Viz uh, Media. He's the one that actually came through and published it. Uh, through Shonen Jump, all of that. It is notably one of the best shonens out there. Also the same creator for Hunter x Hunter. 
I actually found this show randomly one night on Toonami, like Toonami, late night, right around yeah. when Adult Swim was coming on, when I was supposed to be going to sleep, stuck in right. my mom's house, and I was like, oh, I was staying up and watch some spirit fights, man, the underworld detective. So, facts, facts. But yeah, so I mainly dabbled in like some of the earlier arcs, the dark tournament stuff out there, basically with, with my man Urameshi coming out and and just straight hands with that show. And that's that's mainly what I remember from it. Um, yeah. And it, it's got some soft spots to me. I, I would say it's pretty great. It's got like 112, 113 episodes. And I think they just released a new VA last year. So they got some yeah. content going for it. Facts, facts. So... I watched Yu Yu Hakusho growing up maybe, I want to say like maybe eight or nine years old. Uh, I was I also was probably at my grandma's house, so not supposed to be <laughs> watching it at all. all right. You know, you know, th- that adult swim content, you know, like around the time when Yu Yu Hakusho, uh, not uh, at that, any Yasha was still coming on before five o'clock in the morning. So, so, you know, it was a good time to be alive. Um, it was one of those shows that I decided I really need to go back and see. Uh, I am pleasantly surprised to say that Yu Hakusho Show is still as good as I remember it, if not better, honestly. Oh, word. So, yeah, honestly, I I went into it uh, with an open mind that maybe the animation hasn't held up all these years. It actually has to some extent. If you really like grew up in the '90s, you'll recognize its style, of course, like the DBZ, the the um early one piece style like just right like and just very 2d but at the same time uh it was the fights actually still hold up to this day like there was never a scene where i was actually bored watching it um i believe the uh i'm at my season through the end of season three where uh the Tsugoro arc is over um so we're about to see how that's going to look with these last two seasons. But for the most part, it's been a good ride. I've really just enjoyed watching it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a classic, I would say, in everybody else's heart. It really got me into, like, the shonen sort of fight, supernatural style. Um, growing up, it wasn't one of my favorites, but I rewatched it, I want to say, back in, like, 2012 and 2013. And it was, it was definitely notable. Um, yeah. I would put it right next to Hunter x Hunter in my heart as one of my favorite shonens, right up there with Naruto. Even though I'm a huge fairy tale fan, I will still undoubtedly say that that Hunter x Hunter and Naruto performed better and were like genre defining as far as that goes. Of course, of course. So, I guess we'll just talk about the next one because I, I mean, it's only so much you can say about classic man. Like it's. <laughs> Only I mean, so much you can say. I will say this: if you haven't watched it and you're curious on it, I mean, definitely check it out. It's, I mean, for those that are fans of like, I would say Dragon Ball Z, uh, Hunter X Hunter. I've already mentioned. Um, also, it really is just honestly, it's got its own little bit of romance, a little bit of drama, a lot of fighting, a lot of straight hands. Uh, there's power. Right. It's, everything that makes a shonen a shonen it's it's notable and it's worth watching so but yeah yeah we have another one that came out late 2017 early 2018 and that is our next topic here this is uh, 91 days 91 days is pretty dope man and you just finished this one i'm about three episodes from being done and it's getting it's bro it's it's getting really good yeah it really (laughs) is crazy out there 
Uh, this is a crime drama for those that don't know. It's it's set. I want to say it's during the Prohibition on there. So there's a lot of like gang violence, sort of like bar rug and tug, old style English stuff going on in the town of Lawless. I remember big old dispute yeah. with our boy Angelo out there. Basically, yeah, his yeah. whole family's murdered, and so he's seeking revenge on the Vanetti family. I think that's how you say it. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, he's going that's after it. Vincent, who is just an absolute dog. <laughs> he's right. like, he's wild. So, I mean, this show is cool. It's got oh, what is it, thirteen episodes, I think, and you're on, you're on episode eleven ish. Uh, eleven ish. Yeah, we'll yeah. say eleven. It's pretty wild, man. What are you enjoying about it? I love how savage all these people are. Like just, <laughs> just from from the very outset, pretty much. Just like it was just a great show, just from the start for me. Like I, so the very first scene, pretty much, was just this dude like seeing his entire family get murked, and it's just and just seeing how he plans to like go through all of it and just like plot his revenge like there's nothing else besides his revenge in this entire show so it's like so it's like you just get to see all the savagery of everything and it's also interesting because all the other characters they could have just been like cannon fodder like there's they should have just been like people you didn't care about they didn't have shouldn't have personalities and things they went through that you really care about turns out they actually like are all very diverse True. and they're all going through their to, own set of shit like they really are yeah and like his best friend growing up is going through some shit just watching him like just you know it's it's a very like wild and savage show just just to sit down and just like analyze everything when you're watching it it's psychological it's the action scenes even though they're like relatively short they're um still interesting because like these are still just people you know what i mean like it's these aren't like some superhuman levels of shit it's just straight throwing hands it's just these folks against somebody else and yeah. it's just so it, it acts more tension to every fight than just like something like dbz or like yeah. it's occasionally there'll be some form of superhuman levels of shit so it's just great to just watch it Right, yeah, and, and you have Angelo, also, really, uh, I'm pretty sure he goes Also, like, him. how um, the crime is actually, like, minor amongst, like, the list of problems in the community. Like, <laughs> True. like the police police are really just, like, out here just bullshitting and, or, like, not taking it <laughs> too serious. Police were bugging in this entire show, man. I really just did not... I felt like the police were such minor characters by comparison. Like, it was just like... <laughs> they were just they were exactly what i want the police to be just motherfuckers who just want to do their job and mind their fucking business man can you imagine can you imagine if that's how real life was man if it wasn't yeah exactly bro like (laughs) (laughs) so much better (laughs) yeah man i I feel that but it's it's definitely good i hope you enjoy the ending out there it's it's definitely a savage show um that one the name is kind of cool, 91 Days, because it's all focusing on this event that took about 91 days to actually happen. Like, this this drama, so much assassination, so much crazy stuff going on between these two families. Um, so, it's crazy. It's good. I definitely yeah. recommend it. Yeah. Oh, um, 
also shout out to the artist who made the um logo for it or the trademark yo when you watch that in the opening scene it's so great it's it just like brings me back to those days of like the real like gangster movies and stuff like that and i really appreciated it you're talking about the op yeah yeah dude well it's it's wild that's a studio shuka it looks like yeah i need to i need to learn about all these studio names too (laughs) (laughs) wikipedia man it's your best friend (laughs) of course bro of course (laughs) all right you want to talk about the sleeper for 2018 you want to bring up made in abyss uh yeah of course man oh my lord that anime (laughs) that anime is um it's it's one of the best i've ever seen in my life like i can't even like first off the world building just off rip like just this dude those those first three episodes were like they're talking about the island they're talking about the abyss they're like introducing the (laughs) the mining school and all the characters and then right oh man, dude it's been so long i can't even remember their names i'll have to wikipedia i rem- like i i remember the the male um lead was reg and yeah. i believe the female i don't don't quote me on something along the lines hold on rico that's it yeah i knew the names like were not too far apart but i can put my finger on it yeah so for those that don't know, minor plot synopsis for, for this masterpiece of a show. Um, so, Main Abyss takes place in this utopian world where basically humans are very spread far apart and it focuses on this island. It's called, well, it's a town, it's Orth, and it's on its own island. Right. And it surrounds this gigantic, massive crater called the abyss Uh, the abyss is broken up into major sections and the abyss is is mined and basically explored by adventurers by by diggers i'm pretty sure what do they call them on here uh cave raiders raiders, yeah yeah. cave raiders and so rico she's the main character she's young she's 12 year old girl her mom liza is one of the greatest she pretty sure she was like diamond rank that's what they call it I believe that's the highest one. Yeah, but... So, her whole focus is she wants to get to the bottom of the abyss. Uh, She wants to learn more about her mother. Basically, the TLDR, without spoiling anything, is it's it's an adventure for two friends with discovery. Lots of different, like, beautiful moments. You have some of the greatest OST heard in 2017. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. ever really i love the underground song that plays in the first episode it's fantastic it really sets the mood for the show the the action kind of builds upon itself you learn more and more about the abyss and as you said like the world building is just it's next level dude it's it's crazy like the more the more rico learns about the abyss the more you actually learn about it none of these characters really know because they're jumping into these uncharted territories and the suspense is there like you know certain things are set to happen but the tone is like so light and gentle until it's not and then it just rips your heart out man it's it's crazy like it really does flip on its side i'll never forget like how just how i actually this is one of the few anime that throughout the entire show i 
felt something. Like I was like, I generally gave a shit about these characters from start to finish. Absolutely. Like there, there was never a moment where I did not like them or just got annoyed with them or anything. I legit just like was enjoying the show. And uh, there's a real like uh, vulnerability, I guess, because like these are still kids at the end of the day. Even though like Reg is, he's um I guess augmented. We'll go with we'll, we'll say augmented. Yeah, as far as like he's like a like a robot. He's he's got yeah. amnesia. Yeah, something like a cyborg. We'll say a cyborg, something like that. And he he and rico like learn about each other's ways and they basically uh learn how to work off of each other because rico is still just a little girl with just a lot of knowledge but she can only do so much physically whereas reg is more so even though he's technically the muscle he's still not the strongest thing out there no he's truly not like and even like yeah. the farther they descend like the more you realize that you do have one of probably the saddest anime deaths of all times with 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 nanachi and mitty like yeah honestly and i love nanachi as a character man like yeah she, her voice actor shiori isawa she she voices a lot of different characters out here um but most specifically i recognize her for nanachi and the story that they do with her and the kids that go down to the seventh layer like it's it's honestly crazy i i cannot wait for season two it has been confirmed for a season two but there's no release date for it and we're supposed to see it hopefully this year yeah. crossing my fingers for it man but bro i'm triple crossing <laughs> <laughs> it, it really is awesome like if you haven't seen it and you want to watch something that's like that will literally grip you from moment one as he said like it's it's worth it it's worth all 13 episodes yeah i i can't recommend it enough man it's it's up there like <laughs> i really could i could go on and all night about that show i really could <laughs> i'm not going to i just don't want to spoil it for people that maybe haven't watched it but like it's, i don't it's, it's good like, man yeah it's I could say it's amazing, great, like all the basically all the adjectives that um that you use for like Spider-Man and his stories. Like <laughs> it's it's highly highly capable and most deserving for its stature for anime of the year 2017. Absolutely. And like right. it just didn't get the credit and really the publicity that it deserved with it being on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime is so lackluster when it comes to shows. Like I'm surprised it even got put on there. And right. Like, like you just don't see enough advertisement for it unless you like follow certain Reddit pages or you're actually like digging deep. So but yeah. it's I mean honestly it deserves every single limelight that it gets. Yeah. <sighs> Well, if you're not an Amazon Prime member, like, if if Made Abyss doesn't persuade you, I'd say Banana Fish is still up there. But oh, true. Yeah, yeah I need yeah. I need to finish Banana Fish. I heard that's that's pretty good too. Like some I need to get around to it. 91 days. Yeah, I need to get around to it. It's great. <sighs> We're gonna talk about, I guess, a mutual loving for this one. Like, you're welcome, <laughs> by the way. You're welcome. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I appreciate you. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Alright, I'll, I'll, I'll introduce the one and only, the, the God Sent show, so... Of course, this go one's, for it. <laughs> this one's been around for a while, a lot of people know about this one. Um, 
Ty and I were just talking a couple weeks back because this man's just trying to pick up some good stuff. So I blessed him with, is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon? And, right. And what did you think? Bro, I... It was... The only thing that topped that anime this year was me and this. Like, that... I legit... Like... I wouldn't say from the offset I was into it. Because it was still... It was still just like introducing new characters and the first and the main character like at first just seemed like this cowardice dude yeah. and you're pretty much just but i didn't realize it was gonna take the sort of shonen route but in a shorter time frame where he's just growing throughout the entire story and i liked him at first but then it grew into a love yeah bell bell crannell is one of my absolute favorite main characters of pretty much any series no hyperbole. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah, hyperbole intended. This this man's the goat. So exactly. He's, he's <laughs> like so. So minor plot setup. Bell Crannell's our main character. Yeah. This is the world. I can't even remember what the world's card called, but the well, city's called well, Rario. Okay, I actually didn't know the city's name either. Um, basically, uh, it's a so like the way i crafted it in my head was basically like an rpg type of world but in real life for itself like it's it's a real world in itself but it's the way it all works is through like rpgs type stuff you know what i mean like yeah, the leveling it's, up it's definitely yeah. similar yeah so and there's uh i'm not gonna remember all the terminology i'm and it's sad because I'm reading the light novel. I really should. Yeah. I really should know. But, <laughs> but essentially, what happened was this world, there was a huge crater that opened up around where the city of Arario actually stands. And there's monsters, mm -hmm. there's beasts, and everything coming out. And it was threatening to destroy the human race. What ended up happening right. is gods and goddesses descended on this world to bless humans with the ability to receive excelia which is experience basically for lack of a better term and right. they receive blessings of the gods to become like to receive just a small percentage of the power of the gods when when a god descends onto this world they they lose their like inner ability that they would have had in heaven so they're basically harmless in this world but they can use themselves as a catalyst to receive the power from heaven that's how these adventurers actually level up and they do so right. by going through challenging situations. Bell meets Hestia. Hestia is a newly descended god. Um, and she has nobody in her familia. They actually have just a chance meeting. She asks Bell mm. to join the familia. He becomes an adventurer. He actually becomes an adventurer because his granddad is an ex-adventurer. And he's like, you got to go to Orario, man. You just got to do it. Not for the lack of being an adventurer, because I want you to pick up a girl, man. You, you really got to go out there and yeah. get yourself a lady. <laughs> he's like, that's, that's where you get it. Act cool, get strong, and get yourself a fine-ass lady. That's basically what he tells her. And, right. and Belle's like, all right, I'll do it. And Belle's just a great character because like, he's so wholesome. Like Everything he does right. is just hella wholesome. And and hestia treats him well like i feel like the anime adaptation doesn't really do it justice but i mean i'm, I'm being elitist uh, the anime was great 
Um, it's all good. <laughs> the light novel makes her less clingy and less like boobsy, whatever. But but Hestia is a cool character, and you'll soon find because it's actually getting a season two and a movie. Uh, but the mm. Hestia the Hestia Familia does grow. If you yeah. enjoyed season one, you are absolutely going to adore season two. It is much better. Yeah. If they follow the light novels, which they have confirmed that they will, the movie's going to be canon as well, which is cool. Um, okay. Yeah, and the light novel writer is actually directing the movie, so so I know it's going to be good. I know it's going to be dope. Um, nice. But I dig it. I really do. It's honestly one of my favorites. It came out in like 2014. I've only been waiting for like you know three, almost five years for season. Yeah. Two. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's good, man. It's it's one of my favorites. I'm glad that you liked it. Did you want to say anything on it? I know I was just rambling, but go, bro. You you do your thing. Uh, no, no, you're good. Um, so here's what I take from: Is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon? It's basically I don't know if you've watched this, uh, but it's basically. Kenichi the Mighty's disciple in like a harem version. It's big. It's basically like that, and it shows in the action scenes too. I don't know how many people are going to be interested in a show called "Is It Wrong to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon" for the action scenes, but they are actually, <laughs> but they're they're actually really really well done. Like I honestly was in the fight when I was actually watching, and I was like, oh my god, I. I'm I'm loving this shit. Like <laughs> that Minotaur fight still gives me chills, bro. 100. percent Bro, bro, that Minotaur fight. Jesus Christ, I, it was so great. <laughs> and the thing about it is, the harem part of the anime is actually like such an afterthought. He just unintentionally just gets bitches. Like, <laughs> be true. Like his, his granddad's like, go out and get a girl, and he's like, I'll do you one better. I'll get all the girls, my dude. And he does. Right. he has no intention of doing it for real either like and he just the only there's only one woman he wants in his life like in terms of like romantically and it's just and that's what gets him stronger instead of just being like it's oh man like it's just so great like because because it's funny because even in this show like all of these characters, the females included, all have distinct personalities. There's no real stereotypes in that I could see. True. Yeah, we've like, got we've got Lily, the supporter. She's great. Yeah, she's, right. She's great. Well, she's she's what they call a prune. She's basically a midget, and she the the light novel kind of gives you more premise on on her race but they're basically like a race that has lost pride and compassion and so they're really trying to sort mm. of gain that back and they do talk about that in in the next coming novels and lily is just right. a perfect example of what the prunes are she is basically bullied treated like shit left for dead multiple times she steals from people and Belle saves her multiple times to the point where she finally just gives in and says, all right, I'll support you. She doesn't actually join his familia. Spoilers not yeah. yet, but she does help him. Um, and she's she's just a good character. She cares for Belle because Belle sees something in her. She actually, he treats her like a human, you know, common decency. Uh, Hestia, of course, we've already talked about her. She's great. Of course. Eyes is just a deadpan, but she's she's badass. She's one of the strongest. Right. Uh, one of the strongest adventurers in Orario. She's 
She's beast. She was honestly my favorite uh, female character, just because like she she followed that code of just like uh, real G's move in silence. Like she doesn't talk much at all. Yeah, she's she's more of an observer. Like they kind of, and it's hard to see that from an anime perspective if you're not hearing the inner thoughts. But in the light novel, they do right. kind of like delve into her inner thoughts, and she's very very analytical. So like mm. she. Even though her body moves faster than the eye can see, like she literally has like a thousand thoughts per minute in this. Right. So, but she's great. Uh, she does also care for Belle, but in more of like a little brother, sort of like yeah. I want to help you succeed. And I love their little training arc up on the on the walls of Arario is dope. Um, right. That really helps Belle be a better character. Uh, it's. I mean, I could honestly talk about Don Machi or is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon all day? I really could, especially with the light novels. Like, it's surpassing <laughs> expectations, man. Uh, Memphis has so much more like knowledge on this show than I do, and really just on the uh, the lore altogether. So, I will honestly say, uh, if you would want to know more about it, I would say ask him than me, but. I would say definitely recommend the show. 100%. It's it's one of my favorites in the top 20 easily. Yeah. Uh, uh, like, I would honestly say it's in the top 10 for me. Oh, oh. Well, I'm happy that I recommended it. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if, if the only show that topped you this year was Made in Abyss, you deserve to be in my top 10 that's true man so definitely we'll have to put a bookmark on that one because otherwise i'm just gonna spoil everything and i don't want to do that you a fan so let's let's keep the ball rolling we got we got two netflix shows one of them's controversial the other one isn't (laughs) (laughs) one's got right so i guess we'll talk about the the least controversial one which is violet evergarden so I went into this show with an open mind. I really didn't know much about it. Um, come to find out, it's actually a very well-told story. I don't know what category to put this show in because it's a mix of, um, like, it's it's part slice of life, part. It's got action. It's got drama. Yeah. It's got romance. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the action is actually really well done for the small scenes it has, like. I would put it into a drama, honestly, because, like, it mainly focuses on, like, Violet. You do get to see a little bit of, like, what happened to her pre-war. You get to see right. some of the things where, like, she's delivering messages in a world where we don't have instant gratification for anything. The words that you put on these letters are incredibly meaningful. Um, and right. they do just nail that impact every single time. Yeah. It's, it's so different from every other anime out there it's just i couldn't really put it into a category but it kept my attention and i usually don't like drama animes that much just because like i like to i like there to be a drama in my anime but not to the point where it overtakes the entire story but this one was it hit a little home for me because i don't know if anybody knows this but i'm former military and i understood what it felt like to feel like a tool of sorts so just so it just it kind of hit home for me more so than just like a this this person is going through such and such no it it really hit home for me uh not to mention like she the fact that she's a paraplegic but 
you wouldn't know just from like looking at her and she's she's such a kind-hearted person but also very blunt and very and very different so, so it, like she just she's oblivious to feelings and emotions and and i can also relate to that because there was a point in my life where i was like that the same way so just on a totally different level than probably every other character we may speak of today i would honestly say that she's one of the most relatable characters i've seen in an anime to this day truly wow that's interesting a lot of people have had like the adverse opinion with violet they they say that they really enjoyed the plot and they enjoyed everything that happened not to mention that it's visually one of the most beautiful shows that came out this year mm-hmm. uh, thank you kyoto animation for being god sent a lot of my all-time <laughs> favorite shows are from Kyoto Animation. Shout out to Hippie Euphonium. But anyways, facts. Uh, <laughs> so Violet Evergarden is great, and truly, Violet, I can see why she's a relatable character to you. But a lot of people felt that like her sort of like deadpan listfulness, like not having any sort of emotion and like not knowing how to process things. They felt that it was kind of annoying and like unrelatable but like i've actually not heard your position on that before and i can see why you guys relate so it's it's interesting it definitely gives me a new perspective on her because you got to think of like the crap that she went through Mm -hmm. with the war like and she's delivering all these messages for for like sometimes harsh sometimes really heartfelt and sometimes heartbreaking stuff yeah she's giving to people and like she she doesn't have that for her own she's like she's struggling with this identity disorder and then you've got the romance with her and with captain and then really just with the other characters in the show as well like episode 10 honestly i don't even want to mention it it'll make me tear up i'm a grown man and I'll yeah for that show. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh my god it's, it's just another softy man it's a good one uh, if you guys yeah. like if you like stuff that you can get invested in and don't necessarily mind a good laid back show that's that's one to enjoy uh, honestly uh, i honestly would recommend that to like definitely any form of military and also i would also recommend that to people who just feel like they just don't don't know how to express their emotions like and just in that feel like i would i honestly just i don't know who not to recommend this to if you just want to have something to feel inside a little bit just like if you know what emptiness feels like you'll like this show to me i would i would have to agree on that that's crazy man and then moving on to something that doesn't make you feel empty what do we got (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) probably the most divert divisive uh anime i've seen in years divisive yeah yeah, uh, Devil Man, <laughs> Devil Man Cry Baby. Um, so a lot of people either love or hate this anime, and it's all based on its first episode, which to me isn't a bad episode, but isn't a good one either. Like, <laughs> because to me, it didn't tell enough, but it also told a lot through its visuals. And the ending of that scene was just super stylized and it was just crazy. But the, so I'll say 
I'll start uh, when I um go back to watch this anime at some point. I'm gonna start at, uh the second episode because I feel like you if you've watched the first episode, you don't need to go back and see the first. Right. One. I mean, you really don't need too much from it unless you want to see some some booty shaking and go for it. But like, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> but um, I was I was watching it and I was I honestly couldn't put this show down. Not just because of the visuals, because of how I wanted to see how all of this played out. Because it's very few times in my life where I watch a character be so fucking naive. <laughs> and, and also see such an obviously evil character get praised on a consistent basis. So, watching this show play out was... A different experience altogether. It was just so different from everything else I watched this year, even even the, the my favorite ones. So, um, and it had it had such a bleak way of doing everything too. Like it was, it showed a lot of the the, the sides of how Devil Man works. Like just how uh, like um, so like say for example because he's technically part double now he pretty much um like has so much visions of how sin works but he's still such a good person on the inside so it's um a little different watching somebody go through the struggle of actually being like or actually just it's actually kind of a relatable just like watching somebody go through the struggle of trying to be a good person but sin just sometimes overtakes you it's very it's very it's very relatable in that sense and I, I would honestly say, as far as I go with the show, I like it. I don't love it, um, but it's not—it's not the worst show I've ever seen either. It's—it's it's far it's from some great terrible. music. Exactly. Oh, the music is up there. <laughs> the music is up there. It's <laughs> if you like seeing random people walking around in pretty scenery, rapping in Japanese, go for it. Or watching yeah. in the dub. Facts, facts. I like the dub. Yeah, I didn't see the dub, but I heard the dub was pretty good. Yeah, that was pretty good. I honestly would recommend it. So, what's your stance on Devilman Crybaby? What's my stance? Okay. Yeah. So, I would say the Devilman is pretty polarizing in that if you if you're not ready for that first episode, it's it's going to make you drop it. And I'm a victim of that cuz the first time mm. I watched it, I watched that first episode. I was like, yo, what the fuck is this? I was like, what? <laughs> Come on now. Like, don't, don't tell me we, we out here watching porn. Like, <laughs> like, I really had no clue what to expect because the trailer has nothing on that. It was like, Netflix is like, check out our new Netflix original show, Devilman Crybaby. And I was like, oh, so it's, it's out here. Like, it's really cool. And... I dropped it after mm. the first episode for about three weeks. And I will not lie, mm. some of the dudes in Triple OG was the reason why I picked this show back up. <laughs> mm. Mainly my boy Chris, if you're listening, man, appreciate it. Uh, yeah, facts, facts. Zaire, he got me back on that. Um, yeah. Really, really a lot of the main posters in that, in that group turn my yeah. opinion and i wouldn't say my opinion is easily swayed but i was also super super judgmental of the first episode so i did what you said you would do and i started with episode two that time 
And yeah. it was it was <laughs> it was good. I I love the OP. Uh, I yeah. love <laughs> I love the general tone of the show. Like you said, with the mm-hmm. MC switching back and forth, having that moral compass completely flipped. Yeah. Personality switches and the perspective that you have with the main villain always getting praise and attention and you have this normal guy who now has a literal devil inside of him and he's just like he doesn't know how to react to it Um, right the fight scenes are awesome the animation it does take some getting used to if you're not used to like super fast and i wouldn't say it's crisp but the pieces that need to be precise are precise the rest of it is kind of a blur it's like a studio periot show so yeah and for those that don't know, that's like Naruto Shippuden or like Black Clover. Uh, so that's yeah. the kind of animation you would expect from this. Um, for it being a super short series, I will say that it was mm-hmm. enjoyable. If you have not seen it, just go ahead and skip the first es- episode. All you need to know is the main character's got a devil inside of him. Other dude's super yeah. rich and trying to destroy the world. And he's trying, he's going to stop him. Yeah. There you go. That's all you need from the first episode. The rest of the 20 minutes is a waste of time. Basically, yeah. <laughs> um, so, actually... So, there was a show that uh, I'm realizing now that we actually forgot to talk about on Netflix this year. A word? Which one? Castlevania. <laughs> How did we forget Castlevania? How did we forget? <laughs> oh, that show is wild. You want to talk about a crazy first episode? Bro. With, with my man's <laughs> wife on a cross bro don't yeah. get me started <laughs> that show was insane i need to go watch yeah. it again like i honestly uh, i love season one dude season two had me kind of on iffy but i mean overall it was good i still give it about four and a half stars like it's crazy right what did you think so for me uh I watched season one and it became my top 10 for anime. Like, season honestly, one. like, uh, yeah, season one is in my top 10 for anime. It it's was, dope. it was, bro, like, from start to finish, just fantastic. I've never, like, been on a villain side before in an anime, but I was on Dracula's side at first. Like, this. Dracula he did was, nothing wrong, man. It, I, just helped bro, his man out. <laughs> exactly. I was like, yo, I fucking relate to this shit. And then, and a, but season two, um, for a lot of people, it was slow. Um, for me, because I enjoyed the characters, it wasn't as slow for me. I was really, there was a couple slow moments where I was just like, well, yeah, I mean, I, I can see why people didn't like it. But because I love the characters for the most part, like there really wasn't a character in this entire show that I straight up did not like. Other than maybe... Uh, What's that bitch's name? I forget his name, but because he, he bitched up at the end of the series. Um, the, the the vampire slayer. Uh, no, nah, not him. Uh, it was one of Dracula's right hand men. He was a human. Oh, he was oh. the white haired dude. Yeah, I forget. I forget his name, but I hate that motherfucker. <laughs> um, he was such a he, he bitched up so quick. I said, I swear to God, I was like, this is what people mean when like. It be your own niggas. Like <laughs> this is what they mean. <laughs> For real, man. It's wild. But it's yeah. good. It's definitely part of the honorable mention. It's got an eight point one on IMDB, ninety percent Rotten Tomatoes. It's it's worth it. 
Facts, facts. I I really love the show overall. Um, I'll say season two is a little bit slower just because of the uh the the in between all the action scenes. You're pretty much just getting a lot of character development. But if you like the characters, you're gonna enjoy the development. So I would say it's a definite must watch. But it's but just be prepared for if in case you get a little bit um into the slow moments. But for the most part, I really just I love the show overall. Gotta agree, man. It was it was worth the watch. I'm still uh I'm still trying to get caught up on this next show, but we gotta talk about a little, little bit about grid, man. Of course. <laughs> so Gridman is uh it's so I kinda just when I watched Gridman, I was going into it with pretty much an open mind. I was I don't watch too much mecha anime, but I like the genre itself. So I was going into it. I was like, okay, let's see what this is about. And long behold it was actually a really enjoyable show it has its issues with tone for the most part like that's really where most of the issues come from for me with that show because there's a cheesiness to it um when the mecha actually like starts fighting like in because you know it's the typical um it's power rangers level of cheats with the mecha you know like yeah. picking up his different like altercations for the fight yeah i can i can yeah. see that yeah there's a cheese to it and now don't get me wrong like the cheese isn't bad like it's it's actually like pretty progressive like it's it's different forms of it because like the um i like how there wasn't uh they couldn't really form into the entire grid man form until like they got smaller and i and i was like well, that's pretty creative like this actually has a point to why it's getting to why all these characters can't come out all at once and stuff like that it was it did different mecha shit it's just like when it's actually on the screen it's actually pretty cheesy when you stop to think about it but the actual story was actually really good in this show i was expecting it to be uh I was expecting it to be like basic and just like not have a point or anything like that. That's the thing it actually turned to trigger shows, man. Like they yeah. start out and you're just like, what in the hell is this? Like, yeah, there's another studio trigger show we're going to talk about. But like with Gridman, you really just don't know what it is in the first episode. And so you start until you start seeing those those Kaijo coming out of nowhere. And you're like, oh, it's yeah. like Godzilla or like, yeah. like, uh, oh, what is that? Sh- oh, that movie live action. It just came out. No, it's got a new. Oh, movie. um, Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim, bro. Yes. Yeah. Pacific yeah, Rim yeah. is dope, but yeah, that's that's kind of yeah. that's kind of what it reminded me of. And then like it's got, I mean, you had mentioned the tone, and I can kind of kind of agree, but I do disagree to a point because that first episode really did set the tone. So yeah, main character has no clue what the heck's going on. He's getting amnesia, but he's got amnesia for mm. a good cause. I haven't finished it, but I know he's got amnesia for a good cause yeah you've got, you've got rika who is literally thick thighs that's that's all i remember of yeah. her. <laughs> um, you've got you've got main character's best friend and these guys are all supportive of them and then they they form the Gridman alliance which is which is cool yeah um and then basically they just keep summoning grid Gridman to kill all these kaiju or monsters yeah. or whatever and you've got akane who is from what i know she's a god and she yeah. is summoning these kaiju, but she's basically like super alone and all of that. Like you, you kind of get that 
from the first couple episodes like oh okay this is one of those like super interesting it's got a deep plot to it but like you don't glean that from from the actual dialogue of the characters you kind of have to pull that from the from the setting and from the actual like interactions with these characters like some of them just have no clue what they're doing in this situation others are put in roles where they weren't necessarily ready for them like there's a lot of there's a lot yeah. of power struggle between like Akane and and main character who I can never remember I know the girls names because of the memes yeah but, like, like that's that's truly yeah it. I I'm enjoying it I think I'm on like episode seven or eight I need to okay. finish it I really do yeah so um to me the main character is um in in practice he's cool but in like in and like how actually like he is like when you stop to think about it he's kind of boring but not like super boring just like it to the point to where like he couldn't carry the show by himself yeah well he's also got yeah. amnesia too so like we don't know anything yeah about like exactly the first half of the show and the thing is like by the end of the show it almost doesn't feel like you know him all that well either that's the thing like that's what that's what i was thinking about the entire time when i was watching the show just like if this was just him i probably would not be into it but because he has such a great cast of characters behind him it's actually still pretty interesting and what happens to, now he's not so boring that i'm just like i'm gonna write him off like nah i just don't fuck with him or anything like that now nah, he was actually he was actually like when you stop to think about his actual story it's actually pretty cool but him as a character i just wasn't he's kind of a goody two-shoes to the point to where he's almost a little bland but it's not like it's not that bad though either so true no i I feel that i i really do need to finish it to get a better better stance on it i've enjoyed what i've seen um oh yeah there's a great uh i think it's a great plot twist coming like things are gonna come to a head and i appreciated how they actually took the story seriously for this show because um, it could have easily just been a your basic ass like monster fight every week type show, and it, it it turned into a really like deep story that actually like it it was actually a lot about like how isolation and stuff like happens to a person, or like how too much power can just you know corrupt someone. Yeah, you know, no, you know, no one person should have all that power. <laughs> you see a lot of that with trigger shows honestly like you've got kiss diver you've got darling in the franks you've got kill a kill uh yeah which academia just to name a few like all of them you do kind of see the same sort of tones they do play around with the idea of kids being in super isolated like world ending situations and i love all of their stuff man honestly a lot of it is original content a lot of it is really creative uh, so I know I'm gonna enjoy it. I just gotta find the time to finish it, bro. That's it. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I breezed through it like in, a, in like a day, so it's not that bad. This it's, man got time, time. He really does. I, man, <laughs> <laughs> I had. I said I'm gonna I'm gonna blow through like three uh, animes this weekend. I blew through like I blew through like four. <laughs> what is he doing with his life? Find out on uh, the next episode of Dragon Ball. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, so, yeah, this next one I haven't seen. So this is all you. Oh God. 
I'm, <laughs> I'm only six episodes in, too. <laughs> you on the spot, bro. Uh, all right, bro. Um, so this next one is called Kurakuri Circus. I hope I'm saying that right. Jesus Christ. I suck at names. Uh, <laughs> so basically, this show is about a dude who basically had an inheritance um, placed upon him because basically his dad was... Um, his dad was comes from a rich background of sorts and he passed away i believe yeah he passed away and before the story begins and basically um the story wraps around this kid trying to at least the first couple episodes anyway this story revolves around people trying to fight to get this kid either killed or get him kidnapped. There's there's actual groups called kidnappers and killers in it. Now, the main source of action in this show is based around martial arts and puppets. Now, when I first saw this show, I'm not gonna lie, the puppets threw me the fuck off. Alright. I've never <laughs> I've never watched it out of the main source wasn't card games or anything it wasn't fucking dual monsters it wasn't D digimon it wasn't pokemon it was fucking puppets all right <laughs> it was motherfuckers who don't talk they don't talk they don't say anything they're just motherfuckers who get controlled i so i'm watching the show and i'm thinking to myself this is the stupidest fucking way to fight someone in my entire life like half the half like half the cast i'm not gonna lie to you guys if this sounds stupid to you i would not blame you in theory but if you actually stick around it actually gets pretty good and like the characters are really really good especially um the main character who's a young who's a young boy he goes through a growth phase in like such a quick amount of time like this dude is like manhood and a boy at a certain point and it's just um it's just a really well-told story at least for the first i'm only like maybe the seventh episode right now and i honestly plan on finishing it because it's actually like really really good um it's on amazon prime by the way it's just if you want to like look for it or whatever but honestly i would honestly say that so far it's been a worth a watch um, just get past the fact that they're fighting with fucking puppies. That's about it. It's <laughs> about my only complaint. <laughs> I guess JoJo fans will enjoy it because, you know, stands and being like an embodiment of themselves. I hope no JoJo fans come after me for saying that, but like, it is. Nah, it's all it good. <laughs> nah, talk your shit. That's a whole fandom. I ain't dealing with that. Man, alright. <laughs> but, um,. Yeah, for the most part, that's really all the shows that I've... Oh, wait. I guess we gotta get to the next couple ones. Jesus Christ. Oh, these are all fan favorites. Everybody knows these. Yeah. So I'll just go ahead yeah. and say. Every... Go ahead. <laughs> so, we got got one that just finished up two weeks ago, I think. About a week or two weeks ago. Uh, another polarizing show with the crazy first episode. I actually uh, started the manga before I watched this show, so I went into it kind of yeah. having a general idea what it was yeah. going to be about uh we are of course referring to goblin slayer and yeah man goblin slayer <laughs> really got me <laughs> like 
So, first of all, there was a lot of drama, and I think you and I both mentioned this in prior episodes where, like, Crunchyroll basically yeah. got a lot of flack from a lot of people where they were just upset about the fact that there was no warning, there was no... Well, I mean, there was censorship <laughs> recording. If they, if they yeah. had read the manga, it would have been a lot worse, but, like, yeah. there was just no censorship for the, for the first episode, basically new party yeah. of adventurers they take on a quest they're like oh we're gonna kill some goblins this is easy peasy and they get raped and mutilated and killed and you have yeah this, you have this priest who is saved by our main character mr goblin slayer himself yeah and so many just, <laughs> yeah, so many notable moments in this show but like yeah he's a savage bro goblin slayer's a savage is. yeah <laughs> So, I guess I should speak on it. Um, so, I went into Goblin Slayer not knowing a damn thing about it. All I knew was what um, Josh had told us, or rather me. He was just telling me how like uh, it was um, how it was kind of a savage show, or like I should be prepared for it, and all this other stuff. Like, mind you, I didn't know about Goblin Slayer until like maybe a week or two before his first episode came out. Mm. First episode came out, I watched it. I said, yo, <laughs> this is, this, this, like a lot of people did not like the first episode. I fucking loved it. Yo, I was, I was in tune. I was over here telling people like, hey, yo, go watch this show with me, yo. I gotta watch this shit. We need to see what's going on. Like this, it was just a really well-crafted first episode for me because it was so unsuspecting. Like, <laughs> and, and that's, it was just it was some savage shit and i just i appreciated it so much but here's my thing going into the later episodes i'll say about i want to say maybe some of the slower ones where it was just it was so a lot of those episodes where it was just like there's them talking like it's just chilling just like not doing too much those were those were i guess castlevania episodes were to me where they were just really really slow like just wasn't a whole lot going on and and there's basically goblin slayer just interacting with the community which i appreciated the idea and it's just really well crafted but it just didn't hit me like like i wanted it to like it was so the slow moments like really slow for me and then the really fast moments were like just great like there was so much great shit coming on the screen you actually get to see a lot of how he fights in this uh anime which was which i wasn't expecting i was expecting this to be just um him strategizing every single move but he's out here just throwing hands too he really is like he, he'll straight yeah. up mess somebody up with his bare hands he'll break his sword in your back pick up your sword and kill your buddy with it like this man exactly. this man's wild like yeah. I, I really did enjoy Goblin Slayer. It is a gory show. It does have some some undertones that may not be suitable for young children. So if you're not a young child and you're sensitive on things like that, we understand that you don't have to watch it. For those of you right. that aren't, it is literally just a show about slaying goblins, and it's it it's really fun. Is. It's I thought it was entertaining. I really enjoyed the last two episodes of the first season. Oh yeah, they were they were great. The Those music were... for them setting up to to defend that village. Uh, man, I, I love I love the OST <laughs> from that man. Like, 
it's just crazy suspenseful you got that violin you got the drums in the background just like where where's my man goblin slayer at like everybody's yeah. out here getting <laughs> killed and hobgoblins blood flying everywhere and he's just like oh here's the goblin yeah. thing. i'm going after him it was it was crazy mm-hmm. it was good I like yeah I, so yeah i would honestly say just when Goblin Slayer is great, Royd is great, and the slow moments, they aren't even that bad, honestly. They're just like, they were just my fucking Castlevania slow episodes. That was this pretty man, much This it. man just doesn't like world building. He's like, show me, man. show me the blood, show me the goblins dying, <laughs> or I'm turning you off. <laughs> uh, I, honestly, I think I, I think it was just my need to want more of that than yeah. it was just like that, but yeah because like goblin slayer didn't seem as vulnerable as some other characters that we've mentioned earlier like is he seemed like he wasn't unstoppable but he wasn't like like it's vulnerable either like he was he was like dead ass gonna fuck so many people up and he just doesn't give up like he's relentless he was on the brink of death like six times too and he still still got up yeah like he's a savage and and i appreciated that like and there really wasn't a character i didn't like in the that for maybe there was one character I, I think I didn't like, but I can't remember they were. Yeah. But I don't care for the Lancer dude, the one that's always there with the mage. I don't care. For oh yeah, I don't like his personality, but I love I love everybody in his party. Uh, the lizard yeah. guy, we got the dwarf. They don't have names, so I'm just gonna call them what they are. Uh, the lizard much, man, yeah. the dwarf, the elf, uh, the priestess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're all they're all cool. I liked the drama that unfolded. I liked how Goblin Slayer sort of became. They they sort of humanized him by the end of the series. Um, yeah. So it's cool. It's a good show. It's not anime of the year, but it's good. Exactly. That's how I feel about it. I wanted it to be, though. I really did. Yeah. <laughs> but it's all good. I, I, it's definitely worth a watch. It's just like, it's it's not up there with like something like Made in Abyss and Is It Wrong to Pick Up Girls? It's... In the it's it's honorable mentions of 2018. Exactly. There it is. <laughs> now, so let's move on to another one that's actually really, really good, and I'm loving it so far. Who my my hero academia? Oh boy, <laughs> Deku. Yeah, of course. Uh, so my hero academia season three was ah, in a word as good as the first two seasons it's just not really so it's hitting that itch of shonen that i've loved but because it's a shonen there's so much going on and it it's hard to keep up with all of it when you stop to think about it because there's really so many plot points going yeah like and that's that's really the problem with shonen anime and not really the show's fault itself but that being said, <laughs> this season was fucking great. <laughs> Yo, I I fucking loved so many scenes in that show. Um, the only real complaint I have about the show itself is that there's almost too many characters to keep up with nowadays. Like so like uh a lot of the characters that you see in season two aren't as prominent in like season three and vice versa like uh like let's say um bakugo he's still very much on his savage shit just trying to take on 
everybody. This man is <laughs> the best, man. Like no one ever was. Yeah, but he's out exactly. there. He's straight, just decking people on the way. But yeah, exactly. I wouldn't say he was really in the limelight. This was definitely Deku and All Might season. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the only so there was um a couple minor like villain characters that in theory they um are really interesting and they are when they're like actually doing stuff but when like i forget that they were in the show like almost the moment it fucking like they leave it so like that's really the problem like it's just too many characters at this point there's so many powers to keep up with there's so many different plot points it's it's just a lot yeah. Well, they, they do a good job of like rehashing and like trying to keep certain characters in the limelight but you're right i mean it's the story arcs are gonna drag out and we did like we got to see a little bit of the the provisional license exam which was cool i feel like comparing yeah. and it's hard to compare the show to the manga because they're literally frame by frame just about the same um, certain yeah. things hit differently and a little bit better in the manga, but that's also because you get to kind of create the mental picture in your mind. You get a frame of reference, and then you decide what really is going to hit. The anime does a great job of blending the nearly perfect OST with right. excellent character portrayal. You've got really superb voice acting. You've got some of the best fight scenes that we've seen all year in My Hero of course um, i won't say they are the best because you had you had some some hands being thrown this year but but yeah, yeah. definitely good um i will say that in terms of favorite fight scenes bakugo versus deku is still my favorite yeah. fight of this year um mm. i mean they're honestly doing just a great job with this series i'm glad season four is coming back we're getting that in october and we have a yeah. lot of good shows returning we've I can't even touch on those, man. We, we got it. It's one take Drake, as as TBA used yeah. to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Also, oh, uh, also, uh, Mirio's fucking awesome. Yeah, Mirio's cool. Yeah, yeah <laughs> he's a cool guy. So I fucks with Mirio. <laughs> yeah. Overall, um, I would say season three was was just as good, if not better, than season two. I really enjoyed Stain. Honestly, Stain's one of my favorite characters in the series, so that's why season two holds a special place in my heart. But yeah. also like um, we did get All Might versus All for One, so like and that was also true, a great True. Well my thing about All for One was that he was um he wasn't bland or anything like that, but he didn't have much character to him outside of just just being there for the most part. Like he was villain. just Yeah, exactly. Which is good in the show. It's like you don't have too many villains who are just there to be villains. Like they don't have any other or anything like that they all have some special motive this motherfucker is just basically the joker without as much personality influence yeah that's that's true but stain had all the flamboyance and all the personality he's exactly. the whole reason why season three is even like going on like the whole like the whole situation in the in the communist ward with him and like exposing Deku to like different personalities and like an, oh my goodness our villains actually right like you start to actually lean yeah. towards the sides of the villains like with Stain right all wrong man like like all along. yeah like it really yeah, really right. truly is a spectacle to watch like I'm, it really is and I'm trying my hardest not to get super far ahead in the manga but but y'all know what's gonna happen you know you know I'm gonna get caught up yeah of course until October <laughs> 
you know, I'm just gonna be your basic ass anime nerd and not watch, not read any of that shit. <laughs> that's, that's your choice, man. You want to be deprived? You out there like like Squidward? Spare change, man. <laughs> Spare change. Look, if the anime ever stops, I'm gonna read the the manga. I'm actually reading Vigilantes right. Word. Um, yeah. I'm enjoying that. Yeah, yeah I've so. got volume one and two of Vigilantes. I need to pick up and Homeboy Josh yeah. said it's been real good. So. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta keep up with that because my my manga uh, readings, they're they're terrible, bro. <laughs> Dang man, you, you you cutting some slack out there. I put this one on the list for me. I'm not gonna lie. I know you ain't seeing a look at this show. Man, just go ahead and talk about it, bro. <laughs> me. So the average legend and I have a very very interesting palette of shows that we like. Obviously, this man loves all hands, no superpowers. And of course, <laughs> I'm a, a grown ass man crying on my couch over some some slice of life and drama and romance. So, one of my all time favorite manga series got an anime adaptation end of 2017, beginning of 2018. We have The Ancient Magus Bride, like I said, possibly one of my favorite series of all time for manga. Um, it truly is a spectacle to watch. So I know you haven't seen much of it, so I'll give you like a brief touchdown of this. So okay. this takes place in the modern world. It's it's not like a like an isekai or anything crazy. It literally just place takes place in the modern world. You have this character, Chise, the main character. She she has the power to see certain beings, like what they call fae or otherworldly creatures. And this is sort of like a layer of the true world on top of it, where you have like this mythical, supernatural sort of luxurious monsters and creatures and magic. It, it deals a lot with alchemy and being a mage. And what happens is Chise is orphaned and ends up selling herself. She makes the decision to sell herself as a slave. Um, mm. And you meet this mage who is another otherworldly being by the name of Elias, and he purchases Chise as a slave, but rather than keeping her as a slave and making her do his bidding, he says, well, you're very special. You're what, what we call a slaveggy. A slaveggy is actually a very old folk term, and it, yeah. it's actually, like, I'm pretty sure it translates to, like, an in-between or basically a median, she mm -hmm. she is mostly human, but she has the potential to surge magical energy far better than a magician or an alchemist or a fae. And so a mm -hmm. lot of mythical creatures sought after her kind because they don't live very long. They're very valuable. She say actually sells for like 300,000 pounds or something like that, which is a lot during this time. So, um, yeah. So Elias buys her with the intent to teach her magic how to properly use it. And he eventually says once you're able to control this and you're able to live on your own and not want to actually sell yourself off as a slave i want you to be my bride so that's where you get this this title the ancient magus bride and it focuses a lot on chise understanding what truly what a slave beggy is and the potential of the world um you have this dichotomy of her living the majority of her life being isolated her family basically resenting her for ruining you know ruining their lives to meeting somebody <laughs> as nice and as humbling but also so naive like Elias Elias mm. is this 
otherworldly creature. He's not human, but he's not fey. Like he he has mm. the power to use magic, and he wants he wants her to teach her, or to teach him rather, to be more human-like as he's teaching her to use magic. So they have this very interesting relationship where they grow together. Um, okay. Honestly, like this is definitely better as a visual manga. Uh, the anime mm. is fantastic. I will not lie, it is a perfect adaptation. But I started it as a manga. I would highly recommend it as a manga. It is not all romance. There's a lot of action. There's a lot of drama. Um, it's got 24 episodes. It, the only reason it's not anime of the year for me is because it started in 2017, I believe. Um, yeah. And it kind of ended off in 2018, January, February-ish. So it wouldn't qualify as anime of the year for me, but it's definitely worth all the hype. It is just super entertaining to me. It's a very deep story. It's still going. Um, that was kind of act one. The anime is. Okay. The manga is going to continue um, in a different arc. With the, They've kind of already summed up everything in the manga, and they're going to finish it with a different sort of new plot behind it. But it's good. Uh, it's definitely okay. worth mentioning. I didn't get to mention it on my own channel, so I figured now would be a perfect time to talk about my just infatuation with this show. Of course. Um, as we're speaking, I'm putting this on my watch list. Because <laughs> you, yeah, you had me at it has some act. You yeah. had me at that. <laughs> it's just gruesome. Like it's got some seriously gruesome parts to it. Like you have you have this character. You'll see him a little bit later in the series, but his name's Cartophilus. Cartophilus uh, mm. is actually a biblical name. For those that don't know, Cartophilus was the first man when Jesus was put up on the cross. Cartophilus was the first man to cast the first stone. And so God cursed him eternally so that his body continues to rot. And so they play with that theory of Cartophilus continuing to rot. That's one of the major plot points in the latter half of the season. So that's awesome. Um, okay. It's, it's okay. Cool. I, I would def I'm definitely going to uh, get into this probably... Uh, I want to say probably after I finish 91 days probably tomorrow because that's it does sound really really interesting as a romance anime because I like a good romance anime if it's done well in yeah. case anybody ever asks just like I just want it to be done well I don't like to watch your basic ass harem type shit most of the time mm -hmm. except for like there's like maybe two of those that I watch and those are just personals. That's yeah. about it. Yeah, this is not a harem. This is absolutely a very clear romance between Elias and Chisei. Um, very interesting plot. The studio that created this show also created Attack on Titan. Okay. So imagine uh, the brutality of Attack on Titan versus the absolute just beauty and, and perfection of Ancient Magus Bride. Um, okay. It's got one of my yeah one of my all time favorite opening themes to it. Okay. Uh, super catchy, super good. I gotta, I definitely gotta check this out probably this weekend. Um, <laughs> this is just sounds really interesting. Yeah, man. I'll stop fangirling, man. It's, it's good. It's <laughs> Uh, so this is more so a uh, this next one's more so a mutual like. I think a lot of people really really like the show i'm not sh a lot of people are kind of upset about it as well because of how the 
I guess a lot of people feel like the quality has dipped down since like maybe the first two or three seasons. Um, Ruby. Ruby. Yeah. Ruby. So my experience with Ruby was the first time I ever watched it. Um, I, I believe it was the Yang trailer. Um, my friend had just my um friend who like ironically like I don't want to put too much personal out there, but she passed away um a couple years back. No, I'm sorry. To um, that, man. nah, it's all good. Uh, I, um, she had passed away, but she um before that uh maybe like a couple weeks before she had showed me the um Yang trailer, um and she, it was actually pretty uh. It was a pretty interesting show, but I actually had forgotten about it because I was going through my money troubles and just going through all this other stuff. Um, years later, um, Netflix had the first two seasons um, as an entire episode instead of just um, instead of just putting it all in like separate episodes and stuff like that. Because Ruby's episodes are only like maybe fifteen minutes apart, right? And I was watching it and just like in tune with this shit. Like I was, I literally did not put it down for the first two seasons. So, but ironically, this same weekend, um, the creator had passed away. Yeah, Monty Ohm, rest in peace. It was, it, it was the exact same weekend too. Like it wasn't some later. Like it was the exact same weekend. I decided to look up season three. He it said. The creator passed away. Wow. I was like, this it has have such an interesting history. We um and around I'll say maybe a year later, I watched season three. And I've been catching up with season four. I'd say a year. Mm-hmm. And then like this year I watched season five. And now we're what on season six? Yeah, I think it's volume six. I, I can't remember. It's volume five yeah. or six. It's one of those. The last thing I remember yeah. is all of them getting together to go to uh, Haven or whatever it's called. Um, yeah. They're all meeting at that city where you have like sort of the baddies, the antagonists, where they're all like trying to get there and they're protecting. Oh, what the hell are they called? They're basically like the main sorcerers. I can't even remember yeah. what the heck they're called, but they have they have like a certain aura to them where they can control like massive amounts of magic, and they're yeah. the baddies are trying to get them all together so that they can throw the whole world into ruin. And there's no other hunters or huntresses that are bang- that are like ganging together to try and help each other out. So you've just got Team Ruby and Team Jupiter out there trying to help each other. Right. And you got Crow. Crow's awesome. Yeah, I love Crow. They're, they're just so dope. Um, so a lot of people don't like how Ruby is turning out, I guess, because it's getting a little bit slower in terms of because like we're starting to see like the girls actually start to get scared of things and things are starting to like worry them. Like, I guess people are just kind of scared of character development in their shows. Everybody's but, always scared of it. The show was like straight yeah. hands for the first two seasons. It was, right. it was crazy action-packed, but like now that we actually have this plot, there's a lot to unpack with these characters. And you exactly. know, it's, it's never ever going to have the same flair that Monty Ohm was able to bring to it, but I do think that like it is, it's a tribute to his life for them to, to see this through. 
exactly and i'm actually enjoying it like that's the thing like people always say like hey i don't like how ruby is turning out it's just getting so story driven i'm like i mean i don't want a show that's just strictly hands all the time like don't get me wrong i love the show because of it but at the same time like i really did want to know what was going to happen to these characters at the end of the day. So, so it wasn't. So it's not bothering me that much. The only season that I like was legit, like not that into was season four, just because it was so slow. Like that was, and that and like season five for me was a pickup. Season five was so, dope. It really was yeah. good. And then uh, the season six is coming around. And I'm enjoying that as well. Like I have to actually get back into the episodes because you can go a couple episodes without watching Ruby and catch up. Like, yeah. Are you watching hour. on? You watching on Verve? Uh yes, my but money troubles. Mm. You know how that goes. <laughs> yeah, man, it's it's a struggle bus out here. Yeah, well, but I am enjoying it though. I'll probably like before my subscription ends, I'll try to catch up. It's only gonna take me like an hour. <laughs> True. <laughs> that's, that's, that's an man. You watch that in the bathroom, you good. Exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, Ruby is just up there, man. It's really great. It's, a, it's an interesting show. It's an interesting take on on sort of like these 3D model um, animation style. I do feel like the jump that we had in season five was was pretty interesting. I like I like where mm-hmm. it's going with it. Um, I really can't talk too much about the plot because I'm just not caught up. And it's it's been about six or seven months since I've actually picked it up again. Um, I think I finished volume five. Like they they were yeah. all gathering. They finally got back together. Like uh, yeah, you've got you've got Weiss. You've got what's her name? Blake. I'm pretty sure. Blake. Blake. Yeah, Blake. Blake. Yeah. Yang and Ruby all together finally, and we yeah. saw a little bit of the, the headmaster who was like in cahoots with the bad guys. That's volume five, isn't it? With uh. Yeah, yeah. Like Yang's yeah, mom fighting in the mm-hmm. camp. Yeah, that's volume five. Yeah. So I remember so, that much. Yeah. Volume six, um it's not a from what I've seen so far, it's not a step down from volume five, but it's also uh it's going in the right direction, I guess, because it's actually bringing up the very very valid point, like how are they gonna stop the main villain at this point? Yeah. Like and it's it has you actually get to hear the um i don't want to spoil it for you but you do get the background of um the headmaster in this one nice of of uh osborne yeah 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 cool. i think it's osman his osborne. name's osman <laughs> osborne whatever it's spider-man yeah. out here, bro. <laughs> exactly bro <laughs> Oh man, we we gotta dedicate another hour and a half to talk about into the Spider Verse, bro. Of of course, man. I'll get, get my man Elliot on that too because I finally went and watched it just so I could talk about it with you guys. But but let's go. We we got two more. Yeah, facts, facts, facts. So let's go on to the other controversial anime for this year, <laughs> Darling in the Franks. Hey, Darling in the Franks. You said you seen what half of it? I've seen half, yeah. All right, you can go ahead and stop there. You're good. Okay. So, (laughs) (laughs) 
I'll just save it, bro. I'm going to save you from the headache. But now nah, Derek's going to be listening to this and he's going to be like, man, Christian, stop hating. Stop hating on those friends. <laughs> exactly. Um, so the hat that I did see was really good. I actually, even though I know the the uh, relationship between um, the two main characters. Zero, two, and hero. Yeah. The, even though I know it's a pretty toxic relationship, it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. Like yeah. I've seen way worse. Jesus Christ, I've seen way worse. Um, that this is actually one of the few mecha anime where it's very story driven to the point to where the actual action is almost an afterthought too. Like it's the opposite of how uh, how um, is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon is where like the action is actually the back. The afterthought and the actual characters take the center stage. True. With Darling and the Franks, you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would say so. I mean, that's just how Trigger is, man. Like, as as a fan of their shows, I could truly tell you that like they they have a great time mind fucking the audience. Like, yeah. they really <laughs> put these kids through the ringer. Like, I I have wanted for a long time to make an AMV for, for Darling and the Franks for a song called Freedom by Young Lions. I'll send it to you later, but it, it truly is. Mm-hmm. Like, it really just does describe, like, the relationship between Hero and Zero Two, the whole plot where basically Zero Two is this Klaxosaur, which is this sentient, really, really old being uh, that mm-hmm. basically was there before the humans. And, like, you, you basically have this sort of internal conflict where the kids are starting to realize hey we're basically just we're basically fuel for the fire these people don't give a crap about us and our lives end as soon as we realize that we're expendable and like they start to grow relationships like you've got oh i can't remember what her name is but blonde chick basically she wants to have a Uh, baby yeah i remember her yeah (laughs) they all just they start realizing that like the reason why they can't be humans is because they've they've literally been deprived their right to like go through puberty to like have romantic relationships to like to have intercourse or sex or whatever like they they've basically just been told that their their sole purpose in life is to is to pilot the franks these mechs to to fight back to claxosaurus when really and truly the claxosaurus are just they just could care less like the humans are the ones that are extracting their their like the thermal energy from the earth and the thermal energy of the earth is what's keeping the earth alive those it's the souls and the embodiment of the claxosaurus they've turned themselves into magma to keep the earth alive that's what you learn like kind of in the under half of the show and Mm. the ending a lot of people believe the ending went sour because trigger has a really really bad habit of bringing things into space like they really they really do and it's not that it was bad like i i genuinely enjoyed the show i will say that i've i've watched it twice once by myself once with my fiance it's one of my it's my fiance is one of her favorite shows okay she, Mm. she honestly loves it um my only complaints and they're just so minor they really are so minor like i just wish we could have seen more hero in zero two and less yeah. space less space princess like i honestly <laughs> i loved when the tone shifted to where the kids were like oh yeah by the way uh screw you parents we we don't care about you papa we're gonna do our mm. own thing and they start like growing crops and like making babies and like 
basically restoring <laughs> the human race and they're like we're not going to fight the Klaxosaurus anymore I, I could have watched eight seasons of that because I love that kind of stuff like you they right. spent so much time developing the characters the action was an afterthought as you said like, yeah like it's I couldn't think of a better way to describe it but I just I wanted more of Hero and Zero 2 I didn't I didn't particularly care for the ending because I just didn't want them to spoilers but I just didn't want them to die like it just hurt yeah yeah i get that i guess eventually i'm gonna have to finish watching it just to get a better perspective but honestly like what i was watching i was really enjoying just it it, it wasn't um blowing me away by any means but it wasn't like it was far from terrible like i was definitely like it's genuinely into, fun like it's it's yeah. good to watch yeah i was I was enjoying how like Hero was becoming he was he was figuring out how to become more of a person, I guess. Because he was they it was so weird watching people like go from being choosing to be weapons for people to choosing to be human again. I can relate to that kind of thing. Yeah. It's good, man. All in all, I I enjoyed it. I just have such minor complaints on it that it's it just kinda kind of makes me upset to bring it up i got you my i went into it with high expectations that's the problem like i i went to momocon last year and mm. i went to the trigger panel and they were hyping it up to be one of their best shows and like talking about action and how it was just going to be super fulfilling and the ending left a lot of questions for me it was fulfilling yeah. for for the characters i didn't really care about like I stopped, gotcha. I stopped caring about Goro and Ichigo and all of them, and I really and truly just wanted more of the characters that they focused on, like Hero and Zero Two. They kind of right. became just these irrelevant. Yeah, like they're just out there. Like I wanted to see them grow as people, but instead they had this wasted potential in space, going after this this unforeseen enemy, and it was just it was it was blue balling basically. It was. Mm. It just, yeah, yeah the sour taste. That's it. I got you. <laughs> so, well, well, I'll say, go watch Darling the Franks at least the first half. Um, we'll finish I it. Don't, if you if you like yeah, it, finish it. Go for yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Like finish it if you, if you don't want take to. my word for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's selfish reasons why I don't like that show. It's not a bad show. <laughs> yeah, I definitely enjoyed it. So I'd say go watch it just to get a, your own opinion on it for the most part yeah. um so this is probably the most hands being thrown this hey, year show period left left right <laughs> boy exactly jab jab hook mega low box hey. you want to talk actually about, you want to talk about a freaking awesome ost just facts. an amazing soundtrack for this show Man, I would literally go back to the show just to watch, listen to the OST again. It was just so, it was such a great OST. Um, so basically, Megalobox is a retelling of, I believe his name is Champion Joe. I believe that's the name of the sh the show, the original show. Um, yeah, Champion Joe. Yeah, and he, it basically they replaced it with a lot of more pretty characters which i appreciate it as a black person and who enjoys anime hey. um <laughs> let's get up let's get a w 
Um, <laughs> um, so it's a retelling of it, but it's also, I think, told in a different manner. Like, it actually has an end. Like, it isn't like one of those long anime, only a 12 episode one, but it gets a lot of good story out there at the same time. Um, the fight scenes, especially that first fight scene, was great. <laughs> Boy, that first fight scene. That's good, man. It's, it really drew me in. Yeah. Um, I would say that the uh, fight scenes afterwards weren't on the first fight scenes level, but it wasn't. They weren't bad either. They were actually pretty well made. Um, the story is kind of your basic boxing come up story with twists and turns. Mm. That's what I would put it as. It's not. And, and that's a good thing in my opinion because i like your come-up stories i like i like a good come-up story and basically um joe he was basically uh he's an outcast pretty much because he doesn't have a license and he had he but he wants competition he wants to like fight the very best and be the very best that no one ever wants so that was <laughs> so you know it kind of just hit home just like it i like the good come-up story um the other characters were actually really really interesting like how the uh the coach was more so you didn't even think he he didn't seem like much of a coach at all for me and then it turns out that he's actually really good at it when you yeah. actually stop to he's a passive so, coach man he really is like he'll just say little things mm -hmm. that'll get you thinking yeah. and then just bam like it finally comes back in full circle exactly i like that subtle touch um the uh kid in the show he was so what they used to do they i believe in the uh original series i don't don't quote me on this because i'm not 100 sure they had a whole bunch of kids in the original um in the original series but in this one it's just one and he's pretty interesting just because just because like he doesn't have a reason to be there beyond like he just wants to cease go to megalobox and get out of poverty so it was just very different um i i liked him i didn't love him though because he was he was still just a kid like he was just kind of there yeah, in the long trying, run just trying to yeah. make it in this in this harsh world exactly and watching joe come up and just like just seeing him become more and more like what he can be was really interesting because he's he's basically your uh he's basically they they do this thing in anime where you, nobody really gets dominated like this it's always a straight up fight like it's there's nobody just like hey i can just it's always a fight everybody is a challenge to somebody for the most part hmm. so that's so that's what i really liked about it because it could easily just have been like um such and such enough such and such and i'm glad they didn't take that route they saw that these people really do have skills yeah it's good it's i would say it was one of those shows that like it got a lot of attention for the fact that it was a remake um and it kind of tapered off close to the end but for those that stuck around i would say it was enjoyable it was definitely on my list i watched it as it came out and i recommended it to a few friends they also enjoyed it for similar reasons that you enjoyed it 
Um, yeah. I would put it on the list of 2018 shows, like within the top 15 easily. I'm going to say it's like yeah, like 11 or 12 on that list, just because I watch so much, a little bit more than you did. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> you kind of did. But it was, it was good. I enjoyed Megalobox. I'm glad it made the list. Yeah, I... I probably put it at actually I would honestly put it just for the all the shows I've seen this year, I would honestly put it at probably like top ten or top eleven. Mm-hmm. For this just year. because Yeah, just because like when I stopped to think about it, like there were like a lot of moments like well the action wasn't top tier that we've seen this year. It wasn't. And I and I can honestly admit that to myself. But it was really good for what it was. I agree. I, I definitely think that this has been a very fulfilling honorable mentions episode. Yeah. I, I got to finally talk about some of the shows that like I otherwise wouldn't have been able to talk about. So, yeah. so it was fun. Um, if I could do it all again, I'd probably do it just about the same. So it was entertaining, man. I'm glad you had me on. Hey, man. Uh, anytime. I honestly am just happy that you agreed to do this with me. I really... I really don't like having, um, when I started this podcast, I said I want to do something just for me, but I didn't realize, like, it's a lot just to do it by myself. So it was, it was awesome. It's also, <laughs> it's also pretty great just like having somebody you can conversate with and like just have a positive vibe and just like you can go back and forth on different perspectives. Because your perspective is way different than mine on anime, and I appreciate yours. Hey, man, I appreciate that. I really do. Um, I, I like to say that, like, and a lot of people that listen to me or, you know, kind of agree with me, they know that I'm very hyperbolic. Sure. Like, everything that I have like talked about as far as what i enjoy or what i don't enjoy i'm very like strongly agree or strongly disagree it's hard for me to find that middle ground and your middle ground material as far as your opinion goes with certain shows so it helps it helps balance it out well i've always been that kind of person honestly just like i just i've always just been a very middle ground person like i've never i always say the strengths and weaknesses of everything because i i know everything has its strengths and weaknesses and even my favorite show, like Made in Abyss, right now, like I even know that has at least one flaw in it, and I just I, I don't find it, but I know it's there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just I just think that um uh, everything has its pros and cons, and I honestly would just I enjoy like giving everybody those pros and cons. I, I guess before I go. Or we both go. Um, do you want to just like give a shout out to your podcast and all your social media and stuff? Sure, like that? sure. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I do the Magecast with Memphis here on Anchor as well. Um, my anchor is anchor.fm forward slash Memphis Amity. That is capital M, capital A. And uh, I mainly focus on music, anime, gaming, and entertainment. If you yourself are a content creator and you would like to be featured on the show, you can always reach out to me uh, personally on the Magecast if you'd like. I have a Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Memphis Amity. Um, We have a group where a lot of content creators such as myself and the Average Legend get together and sort of bounce ideas off of each other. That is also labeled as Mage Music, Anime, Gaming, and more on Facebook. You can find us there. Um, if you want to contact me as far as getting stuff 
put onto the podcast or if you want to contact Tyree there's a different way to do that but um, you find me at mage.memphis at gmail.com on there uh, and definitely look out for this episode I just recently did an episode with a buddy of mine where we talked about the potential anime of the year Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai we actually did a really long series on that so if you want to check that out I'd certainly appreciate it spoiled the shit out that thing too we sure did man <laughs> I told you I warned you <laughs> We went in. You, you ever seen Spaceballs where they're combing the deserts? That was me and Elliot, bro, with the entire show. Oh my show. god! <laughs> I'm definitely gonna. I'm still gonna watch it though, for sure. I just gotta get around to it because I'm a jackass who doesn't sit around and just watch one thing or play one game or anything like that. Man, so. But um, so basically, all I wanted to say, uh, first off, thank you, thank you, thank you for like coming on the show. I really appreciate you. Oh, you welcome, man. Mm-hmm. Um, also, so because this 2019, uh, I want to announce that I am going to start working on some YouTube content. Ooh. Uh, I YouTube am going content. to start. Yeah. Um, don't expect anything within like the next week or so, but I am working. Uh, just so I can, I, I need to put more content out there. I really do enjoy uh, not only making like content, I just enjoy like expressing myself. You know what I mean? So going into 2019, I'm going to try to get to, I want to say 10,000 subscribers on YouTube. Look That's going to be a goals, personal goal. man. Personal goals. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm not going to lie to y'all. I'll, I really feel like I need to ask the right questions when it comes to gaming, anime, and movies, and all that other shit. So, uh, other than that, I think we should just close it out, man. Yeah. Let's um, do it. All right. So, if you want to go first? <laughs> well, this is what I always say at the end of my episodes. This is just a little stupid, cheesy thing. But if you ever find yourself on this road walking along with us, just know I'm going to be right with you. Thank you again for tuning into the Magecast. Uh, nice, nice, nice. Appreciate it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and once again, this has been the Average Legend, aka Tana Dynamite. Once again, thank you all for coming. See you guys later. Peace. Later. <laughs>